All right. Welcome. How's everybody doing? This is Mark, your host, and you're listening to the Ballpark Hunter podcast. Uh, Once again, it's me going solo because I got a lot of stuff on my mind and I want to speak it out to the baseball loving world. Uh, Not every league is on their off season. Obviously, the major leagues are still playing. The AAA clubs are still playing. It's kind of weird for AAA teams to be playing in late. October, because growing up, uh, Labor Day was the uh, last day of baseball for many of us. Maybe we got lucky and saw a game that Tuesday or Wednesday, but Monday was always that last day. And Monday was, you know, you pack the stadium and it was your last blast of summer when it came to, you know, I think AAA, AA, high A even. Uh, But no, that's not the case anymore in AAA. You can see a baseball game pretty much almost to October when the weather gets a little bit cool. And it's not playoffs. You know, if they make the playoffs, you could see a little bit more baseball. Uh, But some teams, like the Pecos League, have uh, closed shop for the 2022 season. And they have already been making some changes uh, to the structure. And one of the teams that I am sad to hear is no longer going to be part of the league are the Weimar Hormigas, who I happened to visit this summer while visiting some ballparks between Houston and Austin. I uh, took a drive off uh, I-10 and, and checked out this lovely ballpark, uh, Memorial Stadium, that uh, housed the Hormigas. It's a 1947 stadium. It looks like a ballpark that hasn't been changed at all. Wooden covered grandstand. It had uh, wooden outfield uh, fences that had painted on ads. It had a beautiful uh, veterans uh, memorial. And at the main entrance, it had a great marquee at the main entrance. It was just kind of a small little sleepy town. I don't know if uh, everybody, you know, don't know what the attendance was like there. You know, I was there and there was a very sparse crowd. Uh, It was a new team. And sometimes when you're a new team overnight, people take a while to get to know you. And I don't know what the advertising budget was. I don't know if they had a staff working for them to get people out to the ballpark. But I was sad to hear them hear them go. And I, I made a connection with Anthony Ward, who was on one of my previous podcasts to talk about the team and his experience. I'm just upset. I'm upset that I wrote an article for stadium journey about it. I made a video and now they're gone, but I had a, I just, I had a feeling that that might have been the case that that team wouldn't be here. So I, I was going to hold it for, I was supposed to release it sometime in August and it got released the first week of September. And unfortunately, uh, they're not here anymore. But I hope those guys and, you know, and I hope they all find a job somewhere playing baseball. I know there was a bat boy there who was local, probably got some really great experience being that bat boy. I feel sorry that he's not going to be able to to do that next year. I do think uh, that ballpark would be perfect for a Texas Collegiate League club that can play against Seguin and Brazo Valley and uh, Victoria. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what what the, the future is for uh, Weimer, but hopefully baseball will be back there sometime soon. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be the Pecos League, but who knows? Sometimes the Pecos Leagues comes back again. Uh, also gone from the 23 season is going to be the uh, Colorado Springs Club. Uh, the Snow Sox, is that what they were called? I, I forget already, but uh, they're not coming back. Unfortunately, that was a kind of a cool logo. I don't know how things are going on there. 
uh, but they are uh, they won't be coming back. Uh, so yeah, it, it's you know it's sad when certain teams leave. Uh, however, coming back will be the Alpine Cowboys, the Austin Weirdos, and and don't even get me started on that ballpark. You know, like I I know Austin is a bigger town, and it was a really nice neighborhood where the team played, and I do like that Austin Weirdos cap. It is a beautiful cap. Here it is right now on your screen. In fact, you can check out my video about it. Uh, you can also check out the video of the stadium as well. I, I was there this year. Beautiful cap. I think that's a type of cap that they could sell at the airport. And people would buy that hat because they think that's the Austin baseball cap. And if you wore that cap, they would say, that's Austin, man. That is weird. You're a weirdo. So, yes, they did a great job, I think, with the logo and the hat. But they're going to have to get a better ballpark or really renovate. Uh, Park Zaragoza because uh, yeah, it's it's not really my cup of tea. And God bless the guys who are who are making that try to work. Really, really bless them. Uh, next is uh, Bakersfield Train Robbers. They'll be coming back to San Lynn Ballpark. Uh, a new club who I don't know anything about, but I'm looking at their logo here is the Blackwell Flycatchers. Uh, they'll be based out of Blackwell, Oklahoma. And uh, I don't have a stadium. I don't have any. Oh, I have a phone number for them. I don't know who that is, but they're going to be uh, they're going to be bringing baseball up to Oklahoma. And I'm looking at the logo here. It's kind of a nice logo. Like like I said, the Pecos League makes some really cool logos. Looks like we have black, brown, and tan as the colors. You know, so in little interesting colors here. I really can't get a good look at their ballpark. Let's see uh, on the website what that says. Yeah, I. Oh, Morgan Field. They're going to be played at Morgan Field. I know nothing about Morgan Field. I mean, I can look it up, but yeah, I know nothing about Morgan Field. Uh, if you know anything about this this stadium, please let me know. There's a little picture here. It doesn't look like much, but who knows? Garden City win. They'll be coming back. So will the Martinez Sturgeon. Monterey Amberjacks, another great logo. Roswell Invaders, uh, very simple logo, but you know, if you're from Roswell, that's kind of what your logo should look like. The San Rafael Pacifics, the Santa Cruz Seaweed, the Santa Fe Fuego. Love those colors. Santa Rosa Scuba Divers, the Trinidad Triggers. That's an old school team. And the Tucson Seguros. Am I saying that right? Uh, is there another team missing from here? Are the Wasco Reserves not coming back? I don't see them on this list. So there's another club. That's the logo with the old Philadelphia Philly maroon colors. and light blue i don't see them coming back so that team was called the reserves because it had something to do with a duck reserve and nothing to do with so, yeah i don't see wasco on here or wasco at all so that's the pecos league go check out their website uh as much as we want to as much as i think the website definitely needs a huge update uh you know they they have merchandise and stuff on sale, but yeah, I'm, I, you know, so go check them out. If you want a cap, uh, they're great looking caps, jerseys. I'm just, yeah, I'm just a little bit upset that Weimer is not coming back in. I think Weimer wore like jerseys with red tops and, and uh, black pants. Like that is just such a cool combination and we won't see that this year. So hopefully Weimer will get baseball back sometime soon and uh, we will go to our next, 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 next subject. All right. Uh, I know I'm a little late to the show, but 
a lot of people have something to say about Zach Handel. He was in Colorado a few weeks ago, and he, he ticked off an usher. The usher told him not to come back, and I guess security came and, and said something to him, and he would be ex- kicked out. And of course, Zach was upset because he's like, I'm trying to catch a foul ball like everybody else. Yeah, I'd probably get annoyed too if somebody told me I couldn't do something that I love doing and I've been doing since I'm a kid and, and I was pretty much making a living off of. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with Zach. He doesn't tick me off. He's doing what I would love to do. I would love to just travel the minor league and major league baseball games and catch, I mean, maybe not catch foul balls, but just like review and write about them and make videos and have a Netflix special and sign autographs. Uh, but, you know, He's around my age. He's been doing the same thing he's been doing for years. You know, he, he, we have the same experiences. You know, we went to giant donut shaped multi-purpose stadiums as kid to watch games. And then, which was very hard to catch a foul ball, you know, cause they were just so vast. Uh, nowadays, uh, you know, we're, we're at ballparks that have better sight lines and grass fields and, you know, they're entailed. They're, they're designed to really enjoy the game. So it's too bad he had that experience in Colorado. Was it? Was it merited? I don't know. It happens. Uh, I remember when I was taking pictures for Stadium Journey at the uh, I can't think of the, the basketball arena in uh, Lafayette, Indiana, for Purdue. Look it up right now. It has nothing to do with baseball, but it's very similar. Uh, Ooh, I can't think of the arena. The Mackey, the Mackey Arena. Uh, when I went there, I was taking pictures. I had a, I had a, a press credential. I was just doing my job, and somebody from the athletic department, I felt went went a little bit overboard with bothering me. He wanted to know why I was there and who gave me the pass and where the person was and the person who gave me the pass was on the air because a lot of the PR directors are also uh, individuals who broadcast the game on local radio. And then he took me back to the media room and he saw my name and he asked me what my number was. And he was like, you know, and it just felt like the guy was just kind of singling me out just because he was being a douche. Uh, that's kind of what I call people that do that or being an, you know, a hole. And, and I look back and I'm like, okay, was I doing something that, that caused that attention? You know, it was, it was a little bit awkward. I, I think now I would, you know, say, excuse me, sir, but why is there a problem with me being down here? But, uh, you know, I was a little bit younger at the time. And, uh, you know, I just didn't want to do anything to, you know, get Stadium Journey uh, a bad light. So I didn't make a video of it. I didn't complain about it. I just sort of said, okay. And it, it ended with him telling me that I can go upstairs on the main concourse to take pictures. And that's where I need to be. And I'm thinking like, okay, dude, I, I can be down here. You know, you, you can't like, why are you telling me I can't be here? So I think that's how Zach felt, you know, and you just want some clarification. That's all. If somebody says you can't do something, you just want some clarification. Why? And I, I don't have that in baseball. I have that a lot in college basketball. Uh, there was another – I got to bring up college basketball again. I was at a Louisville Cardinals game, and one of the ushers kind of grabbed me. And he goes, where are you going? I said, I'm going over here. Well, keep walking. And I'm like, dude, why did you grab me? Like, I, I don't know. And I, and I know I know that's how guys are. Like, we, we like to 
Like we don't like to be told what to do sometimes and we get ticked off and we get into arguments and it's just such a guy thing. You know, it's just like one, one guy wants to outduel the other guy. And I think Zach just was a little bit upset over that. So uh, I don't know if he got anything cleared up with Denver, with the Colorado uh, Rockies organization, but you know, pick your poison, pick your battle, just keep doing what you're doing. I, a lot of people support you. A lot of kids like you. I, I've never seen him push away a kid to grab a foul ball. And and if he has, uh, then give me the evidence. Let me see it. You know, I'll be more than happy to look at that. But I'm not judging the guy. I'd like to have him on a podcast. I think Zach and I would have a pretty good conversation. So, you know, if Zach's listening, uh, come on the Ballpark Hunter podcast. I'd be more than happy to uh, have a discussion with you uh, about that incident and, and why, you know, people give you a hard time, you know, is it jealousy or they just think, you know, you shouldn't be catching foul balls. Like I don't catch foul balls. I just don't have an interest in doing it, but I'm not going to tell somebody they can't, you know, I mean, Paul Caputo likes to collect mini baseball helmets Sundays, you know, Ed Rivera likes to collect baseball caps. Uh, Paul Baker likes to collect hockey pucks. You know, we all have our collections. And here's the thing, gentlemen, we're going to be dead one day and our children, our wives, you better give them instructions in the will what to do with them because you're going to accumulate a lot of them. Uh, Things I collected in my life. When I used to travel, and I used to travel quite a bit, I still do, but I used to collect TV guides. I, every time I went to a new city, I bought a TV guide. So if I was in Dallas, TV guide, Houston, TV guide, San Francisco, TV guide, Boston, TV guide, Columbia, South Carolina, West Palm Beach, Key West, a TV guide. Then I would collect the uh, newspapers. I would have newspapers. Everywhere I went, I bought a newspaper. And I liked the Sunday papers because they had all this great stuff in it. And I had a, uh, I, I had an amour, um, amour with my newspapers and my TV guys and some baseball cards. And I think one day I just threw them all away. I didn't want them anymore. I said, what the heck am I going to do with a TV guide from San Francisco from 1989? And, and at this time, it was probably like 1999, 2000. And you're older now and you're a little mature. And, you know, back in 89, you didn't talk to girls because you were scared stiff. Now you talk. So you have other interests. You're talking to girls, you're driving, you're going to ballparks, you're you know, you're you're doing other things. You're trying to graduate college. So, yes, my TV guy collection. I wish I would have saved that uh, or the newspapers. Uh, I remember when I was in Miami, I had the newspaper the day after the Marlins were announced as expansion teams. And I usually would save those like special editions. Uh, but I guess I threw that one away. So I really wish I had that because there was some great media information in there about the team because when the Marlins were introduced, they um, they made the announcement, I think, the day. We're going to be called the Florida Marlins. They didn't have a name the team contest or anything like that. They announced it that day. And I want to say it was like June 1st, June 2nd, you know, around that time. And I think the Colorado Rockies also said, hey, we're going to be called the Colorado Rockies. So, um, yeah, so collections, show collections. All right, so Mr. Uh, Zach Hamble, Zach Hample. Uh, if you want to be on the Ballpark Hunter podcast, please let me know. If you're listening to this and you and you know him, you got connections, uh, tell him to come on. Uh, hopefully he's not too uh, big time for me. And uh, we can have a conversation because, uh, you know, I'll talk to everybody from the world of uh, baseball 
Uh, and that's what makes this podcast so much fun. All right. Topic, topic three, number three, number three. This one comes from the city of Savannah, Georgia. They were a cool little club that got big. Now they're the number one song in the country. This week on Casey's Top 40, it's Banana Ball by the Savannah Bananas. Yes, Banana Ball. Banana Ball is is like done with the Coastal Plain League. They can't they can't adhere to their you know regular baseball rules of uh you know nine innings and uh, walks and foul balls and you know things like that. So they're going independent and. They're not going to be part of the Coastal Plain League. They are not going to be a summer collegiate league club. They are going to have, I would assume, paid professionals. And they're going to travel with uh, a second team called the Party Animals. And they're going to play games at Grayson Stadium in Savannah, along with games on the road. And it's going to be banana ball 100% of the time. And Jesse Cole, who I will have, I won't have him on the podcast. I'll have uh, somebody else from the team up here on the, on uh, one of these podcasts in a few weeks. Uh, we just have to set up a date. Well, we have the date and time. We just have to reach that date and, and have that, that broadcast. Uh, said that he listened to fans coming in the stadium this year that want to see Banana Ball, and we're not happy. And he said, you know what? Then we're out of the Coastal Plain League. And I don't know. I don't know what to say about this because, you know, here's what I want to say about the Savannah Bananas. It doesn't make sense that, what they're doing, you know, you should be a team that says, Hey, we're part of the coastal plain league. We're members. We won the championship. Let's continue. Let's play baseball. But no, they want to do banana ball. They want to sell out every game. They want to have uh, ticket requests at 80,000, 80,000 folks have submitted tickets or, or season tickets. Uh, they want to take their show on the road and sell out games and Birmingham and Kansas City and Biloxi and Montgomery. I mean, they're a, they're a unique. If you're looking for the term unique, it means one of a kind. They're one of a kind. Nobody else is doing what the Savannah Bananas are doing. Yes, you have teams that sell out games, but not at that clip. Uh, sorry, Dayton. Um, Dayton Dragons have sold out of quite a bit of games, but that that's the only team uh, that's doing that. Uh, they're not... They didn't get rid of their advertising budget on the on the outfield walls. They didn't make up a brand new game of baseball called Banana Ball. Like, let's be honest. When was the last time somebody took the game of baseball and converted the rules to something different? Think about that. When was the last time somebody took baseball and said, hey, let's make this game a little bit different i'm going to tell you how long ago it might have been i think sometime in 1887 when uh somebody in chicago decided to take a, a stuffed boxing glove and hit it with a broomstick and call it softball aka indoor baseball and now it's called softball and it's played underhand and it's played on a different field with different innings and with 10 players and that might have been the last time I can think of. Uh, or maybe not. Maybe it was in the 1920s when uh, a game called, I want to say, uh, finish, it's called, we call it finished baseball. And it was uh, somebody from uh, Finland came to 
the United States and saw a game being played and he thought it was boring and lasted too long. And it was, yeah, here it is. It was vented by Laurie Pekala in the 1920s. And he decided to go back to Finland and come up with a different brand of baseball and call it, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Pace Apollo or Swedish baseball or Finnish baseball. So maybe it wasn't softball. Maybe it was the 1920s when somebody saw American baseball, went back to Finland and made changes. So we're talking about like 100 years ago that somebody did something a little bit different. It, it, check out check out Finnish baseball on YouTube. There's not a lot of full games recently on there, but it's an interesting type of baseball. Like it is, it, it looks it looks similar in some ways, but it looks completely different. Banana ball, it's just you know you're playing on the same field. You have these nine unique rules. Uh, you know if you walk, you got to throw the ball to every position player, and then get the person out. If a fan catches a foul ball, they're out. You know, you can't step out of the box or you're going to be out or it's, you know, it's going to be a strike. So it's, yeah, it. who does that? Who just makes up these rules and says, hey, we're leaving the league and we're going to play with our own rules. And will other teams follow suit? Well, will somebody else say, hey, I want to do exactly what the Savannah Bananas are doing. I want to come up with their own rules. I want to, you know, be independent. I don't want to have to confer to a different league. And and the rules are simple. It's every inning counts, two-hour time limit, no stepping out, no bunting. Batters can steal first base. No walks are allowed. One-on-one showdown for a tiebreaker. No mound visits allowed. And if a fan catches the ball, it's an out. So it's just a way of making baseball a little bit quicker and fun. And obviously we're seeing that in the major leagues with, you know, ball four, intentional walk is one ball. We're seeing that with a runner on second base, which is not a ghost runner. Fans, stop calling it a ghost runner. If it's a ghost runner, nobody would be on second base. The term ghost runner means that you're on second base, but there's not enough people to bat on your team. So you have to say ghost runner on second and go to bat. And if you hit a home run, you and the ghost runner scores, or you and the guy at first who's standing there scores. So stop calling it a ghost runner. How the heck can it be a ghost runner if you can see the person at second base? Ghost runner means invisible. You guys come up with a different name. Okay, I had to get that off my bat. Off my bat. So yeah, Savannah Bananas doing a banana ball, and they're probably playing a game somewhere right now in Savannah or somewhere in the Southern United States. I don't think it's going to be an off season for them. I think they're going to be playing all year round because, you know, when you live in Savannah, you can do things like that. So I think it'll be successful. I think they'll get a lot of attention and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if these guys are playing in Japan or Korea or Australia, New Zealand, somewhere down the road, maybe even Holland, maybe even taking their, taking their game to, uh, shoot Iceland, you know, anywhere where uh, someone will want them to play. It's uh, yeah, no, uh, no limits on the imagination of the Savannah bananas. And like I said, bold move to lead the coastal plain league. Let's hope people are still rooting for banana ball 10 years from now, because uh, everything they have touched, everything Jesse has touched has turned to gold, banana gold.
So uh, stay tuned for Stadium Journey Podcast. We'll be having a conversation about banana ball. That's coming up uh, in a few weeks or a week. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, we'll discuss that with Paul, Dan, and Dave uh, a little bit more. And, of course, stay tuned to uh, the Ballpark Hunter podcast. I'll be having a conversation with uh, an individual from the Savannah Bananas, and we'll have a, you know, we'll, we'll see exactly uh, what that's all about because I haven't seen a game live. I've seen it on YouTube. They've done a great job of marketing themselves. Uh, they've done an amazing job of, uh, you know, just getting the word out of who they are and you know it's you, you can't you, you can't do nothing but kind of applaud them and you know i get it my wife would probably rather watch banana ball than actually watch the savannah bananas play coastal plain baseball i know that coming out with kilts coming out with a baseball bat on fire you know infield dancing during warm-ups you know uh old ladies dancing on the near the dugout. Yeah, she'd probably love that a little bit more. Uh, yeah, so Marie Matzinger, that's the uh, individual from uh, the Savannah Bananas. She'll be joining me. She's been there since day one. I think she's an executive rock star. I think that's what they call their their uh, their staff members. So she'll be on here, and we'll have a great conversation because uh, there's a lot of questions I have for her and the folks of the Savannah Bananas. And all right, and the last topic for the night, little small topic, it's the uh the new ball club in Southern Illinois in the Prospect League. The Summer Collegiate team will be the 18th club in the organization and they will take residency at Rent One Park, which was the former home of the Frontier League's Southern Illinois Miners. They folded before this season and didn't know what the future of the uh, venue was going to be, but I figured somebody would shop in, sh- uh, set up shop there. So Dennis Bastian or Bastian, I, I think I should know how to say his name. I've had many great conversations with him. He's the commissioner of the Prospect League. Uh, Dennis obviously was working on putting a team there. I knew about it a few months ago, but I was sworn to secrecy. Couldn't say anything. So, uh, Best of luck to them. They're having a name the team contest. I've already submitted some uh, of my ideas. I think I put Egyptian cats or pharaohs because there's a lot of Egyptian names in Southern Illinois, cities and towns. It's called Little Egypt. I never knew that, but you know, why not why not go with an Egyptian, ancient Egyptian type of uh, fair, you know? Cleopatra's cats, Egyptian cats, pharaohs, sphinx, pyramids. I don't know. You can do all sorts of cool things, but I we'll see. It's up to them. It's you know they may come up with something that has to do with Southern Illinois that I have no idea about. So, best of luck. I just hope it's not minors because that is one of my least favorite names in minor league baseball. Summer collegiate, independent, whatever minors. I get that it makes sense in certain parts of the country. But I mean, my God, Sussex County Miners of the Frontier League in my own home. Really? That's what you that's what you went up with. The Miners? Okay. Think you could have done better. Think you could have done a little bit better than that. Oh well. I digress. Hey, thank you guys for listening to the show. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I went solo this week. And we had some great conversations. Hopefully you guys can 
let me know how I'm doing. If you like these solo episodes, I, I'm more than happy to do them. They're they're very easy to do. You don't have to wait for somebody to schedule an appointment with you or wait for them. You can just go ahead and talk, 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 and hopefully people are listening. So this is Mark Fiquez, The Ballpark Hunter. I want to thank everybody uh, for supporting the channel. Uh, we have not missed one week since I want to say January or February. So, uh, I'm thinking about taking a little break because, you know, why not? Why not take a little break in the off season, start the start things flowing again later on in January and, um, you know, pick up season two then, but let me know if you have any great ideas of host, I'm not host, guests to come on here or topics or things that I might have overlooked. Yeah, give me a shout out. You can follow me, Ballpark Hunter, on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Or you can email me, Mark, and that's Mark with a C, at StadiumJourney.com. That's Mark. That's with a C. C at stadiumjourney.com. I'll be more than happy to hear uh, what you guys have to think. So until we talk again, have a great day and a pleasant tomorrow. Where have I heard that one from before? <laughs> no. Happy journeys, and we'll see you next time. Take care.